And welcome to Two Filthy Nerds. Because we're filthy. And we're nerds. And there's two, two of, of us. us. Listen, you guys, we have a special episode dropping for you today in the middle of our Goblet of Fire mania. This has nothing to do with chapters. No, it's Harry Potter's motherfucking birthday. It's his birthday. Happy birthday ha- to you. Happy birthday, Harry. Hey. He's wow, wow, God, you're really good at singing every time you do that. I'm, is anyone listening? Can anyone help me do something Please with my singing? Please somebody get her a country contract. Let me be a country singer. Listen, you guys, we don't want to take up too much time, but we had our pal, Lisa Chanu. I guess I say pal now. That's a word I use. Is she pal? Are we, pal? Are we pals? <laughs> She's our friend. She has an amazing. 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 She's our pal who's amazing. She's amazing. Uh, she's got an awesome astrology podcast. I always want to say astronomy. Um, so we had her on. I mean, closely related. I mean, the stars, they all go together, mm-hmm. you know? And as we learned in this episode, there's a lot more involved than just. Yeah, you guys. Goofy. Prepare to have your mind fucking blown. There is. I'll, I'll be honest. I thought horoscopes were always just kind of woo-woo bullshit. Like that someone's just like, I decided that Sagittarius are going to have a bad day. Yeah, like they, like they met a bunch of Sagittarius and they were just like, well, all of them seemed like shrimp. And it's just like, <laughs> that's just what they went with. Yeah, you were in New Orleans at a po'boy restaurant. Yeah, yeah. there was the only thing on the menu. Yeah. Why was I at a table with all Sagittarius? Um, sounds like a fun table, though, based on what we know about Sagittarius. But honestly, Sagittarius. you could say that about any sign. Yeah, you could find good or bad in any sign, which is a thing that we talked about. And we dug into Harry's birthday, his birth chart, what, what it means yeah, to be. Yeah, the birth chart. That's uh, the, the, what did she call it, the natal chart? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, there's the, you have a chart. So there's a birth chart in the sense of, like, you were born on, like, this day, you know, so that's your, that's your, that's your general birth chart. That gives you like, but then yours like your exact, your natal chart, like the moment you came forth into the world. Yeah. Where you were facing, where the planets were facing in relation to you. And all all of that matters. Yeah. It apparently all matters. So, and there's geometries involved. Geometry is involved. There's lines and they make shapes and she reads those shapes. She doesn't just tell you about your planets. It's fucking crazy. So we got a little bit of info for ourselves, obviously, because we had to. It's us. Yeah. But then we talk about Harry's sign. We talk about a lot of the characters' signs and how they fit and what it means. And it was just really fucking rad. So. And it's really fun to do. uh, We had a lot of fun doing it uh, together because we both know each other so well. That it was so fun to hear the other person's chart. Yeah. So you can be like, oh, it's not bullshit. It's it's real. Yeah. So that if Lisa was like, I feel like maybe you're like this. If, if Nicole had wanted to be like, I don't think I really am. I was like, you are a thousand percent. <laughs> that is the most you thing I've ever heard. You need someone to check yourself. Um, so yeah, give it a listen. Yeah. Enjoy it. If you're hearing this before 5 p.m. Pacific time, you want to join the pa- Patreon for five bucks or more. Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. And we will be watching Goblet of Fire tonight to celebrate and because it's time to watch Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Um, and even if you, for whatever reason, if you don't want to commit to Patreon, we understand that. If you really just want to come to the screening tonight, Venmo us five bucks and we'll let you in. Yeah. Oh, we'll do that if you don't want to commit to a monthly payment, but you want to pay for a one-time movie fee anytime. Yeah. yeah. So hit us up at Two Filthy Nerds. Hit us in our DMs on Instagram. Yeah, or slide, bitch. Slide. What's that other one? Twitter? Oh, Twitter. Hellscape. Anyway, no further ado. Here... I didn't mean to make this rhyme. Lisa Chanu and further ado. Anyway. Oh, I mean, it's cute. It really works. Without further ado. From the What's Your Sign Astrology podcast, Lisa Chanu. 
Hello, everybody. Hi, you guys. We are here with our fabulous, hilarious, amazing friend, Lisa Chanu, amazing comedian, Harry Potter fanatic, also one of the co-hosts of the What's Your Sign podcast, which is fucking dope. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thank you for having me. To be honest, I am not an astrology person. That is such an Aries thing to say, by the way. And I'm an Aries. Um, (laughs) uh, Is that an Aries thing to say? I'm just making sure that. I don't know. I think it uh it's just a personal preference, you know. I don't I don't know if there's certain signs that they say that like the last few of the zodiac, they always like if there's candles, those would be the ones that are left, like Aquarius, Pisces, Capricorn. People mm-hmm. that aren't really into it, I guess. Did you were you really cool. into uh when you were younger like in the back of magazines how they'd have you know the astrology were you always into horoscopes were you always into reading that i liked them as a kid but i think i wasn't that into it until like after we started the podcast probably oh really yeah this is a new thing yeah i mean i'm i was into like the mystical but i don't think i really studied it that deeply until you know there was someone holding me accountable for that (laughs) (laughs) you did your homework and you ended up liking it yes do you find your mind being blown by like all the stuff that you learn? Are you like, cause I, I do it with very simple horoscopes. I'll be like, Oh my God, I did meet an ominous figure. or <laughs> I do. I actually just read this thing about void, void of course moons yesterday. Wait, what? And, um, the moon changes sign very quickly. The move, the moon moves faster than obviously, you know, cause it's circling the earth, not yeah. a whole sun. rotation oh so that's why a person born on the same day as me could have a different moon than me could yes um so the moon changes every two days but it it um it moves very fast so i just read something that like now i'm gonna like misquote it but there was a article from like i want to say forbes or something in the 90s about how 1400 businesses all started during void of course moons and they all failed whoa and i was like oh wow like i never knew that but it's just interesting when you read something like that it just confirms your biases i guess oh what is it called again void of course void of course moons it's like it's only a couple hours a day so it would be like holy shit your dog is so goddamn cute (laughs) it's crazy For anyone listening oh, to this on audio, go to the yeah. go to the YouTube. This dog is a looker. I mean, oh, he is just asking me for it. What's your dog's name again? Deli. 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 Oh, obviously, as a Jew, I am in love. <laughs> is it a Jewish thing? Yeah. Well, when Deli? I was on mushrooms, I uh, last, which was like a year ago, I was with yeah. JMS, and we were in Joshua Tree. I kept saying the world is a deli. Who is it? She was literally oh, compared everything to like. Okay, I get it. I compared everything to a deli. It was interesting. And then I was just like, I love delis so much. And then I would just be laughing hysterically, and then crying hysterically, and then screaming, "Oh my god, I'm so neurotic. I'm so Jewish." <laughs> it was a fun time. That sounds so fun. Wait, so void of course moons. So it's like when um, the moon is unaspected, essentially. So when it's changing in between signs and then it's not um, forming any angle to any other planet. So it's kind of out in the void on its own, not really doing much. And they theorize that this is a time of rest, which, 
you know, if you look at the, because I, I immediately was like, I have to look up when are the Void of Course Moons. I don't want to start any projects, you yeah. know, I'm like looking it up and, but there, they generally are times when you would be asleep. Like they tend to happen late at night. And like, I mean, of course there are some that are going to occur at 9am, but it might only be a few hours until it aspects something again. In the sky. That's why I never get up until noon. So <laughs> that's a, a void of course moon is a bad thing. Um, I mean, we would never say anything's bad. You know, we're going to say this is a good time for resting for if, if you want to go on vacation, this is a great time, but it's not the ideal time to start a new project. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's not same with like retrogrades. Like we always hear that as negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not. it's, this is a time of rest. Even the planets need to rest is what the, the ancients would say. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. This is mind blowing. This is mind blowing. Like they need a day off just like we need a day off. Right. The planets are practicing self-care. Oh my And that's what God. it's encouraging you to do. They're t- doing self-care. We're doing self-care. Um, how do you know when it's happening? Do you have to, do you have to pay attention to a bunch of like charts and stuff? You have to yeah. Like- you can look at the daily transits. You can just kind of have that up um, all the time. Sometimes you, I get in an unhealthy space with it. So I take time off, but I also have <laughs> like, um, a friend of our podcast, Susan Miller, who's like a very uh, prominent astrologer, sends us calendars and stuff like that. So there are different ways if you, you know, some some gals have a planner with the information. Mm-hmm. If you feel that, you know, I'm getting sick in sucked into astro.com every day and I don't mm-hmm. I don't think this is healthy, there are <laughs> other methods. I think the thing <laughs> I, I kind of like about knowing when it is, same thing with Mercury and retrograde, it's like I have something to explain when shit goes wrong to blame so i don't have to shoulder that myself so it's like the, yeah yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. it's not me it's not me it's you it's the moon i think that's great um as long as we're doing it after like as long as you're giving yourself the way out after <laughs> something has happened instead mm-hmm. of saying well, Mercury's retrograde. I'm not going to do fucking anything today because I'm just going to be a piece of shit to everyone and everyone's just going to have to take it because Mercury's retrograde. Like, there's a difference oh, to well, that. By the way, I never even thought, thought that. I never even thought that to just not do something, an avoidance. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so impulsive. I would never think ahead on something. <laughs> so it's like, if it happened, it's, it's going to fucking happen. I can't pump the brakes on anything. So it's just nice to know that because I have no self-control, it's just nice to know that there's some sort of thing besides my mother to blame, you know? Well, that's such an Aries thing to say. (laughs) Impulsive, no self-control, all that. Uh, Really? Just tell me, if if you were to describe an Aries, describe an Aries. Because I, it's still one of those things when people meet me, they're like, you're such an Aries. If they find out that I'm an Aries and they're into astrology, they're like, oh my God, have you done your chart? Well, it's youthful. It's definitely impulsive. It's definitely like um, mine now. And uh, well, I think too, like, I don't know. There's so many different kinds of Aries, but but anyone that you would say like, oh, there's such a young spirit. I feel that's Aries energy. Okay. Wow. And then your birthday's coming up, Jessica Michelle. Yeah, my birthday is. So we're recording this because of Harry Potter's birthday, obviously. But he was born a day before I was, so I'm August 1st. I'm a Leo, which yeah. I have been described as very much a Leo in my past. But then, well, 
What is like, if you were to give a synopsis of what a typical Leo is, like you just did for Aries, what would you? So Leo is the, the sign that has the most descriptors. Um, Narcissist. So hardest to narrow down, but um, we think of the sun, right? Uh, this Leo's ruled by the sun. So it, they're very warm people. They're also lions. So uh, they're cl- people with their clan, like not the, not the K hair. clan, but like they're, they're yeah, the hair and like they're fierce. Do Leos always have good hair. Family. This is gonna fucking piss me off. Leos always have big hair. Every Leo I've met has like is a. You're like whoa, hair. You're, you're mostly hair. It's the lion's mane, you know, and they they are big protectors of their family and their friend. They're you know very loyal. Um, they could be stubborn, but they're also like fashionable and um, I don't know, interesting. I guess. I feel like anyone interesting. Who's- That's a good way to describe her fashion sense. Interesting. I think my fashion sense is very Betsy Johnson. It's bold, but it's very hit or miss. It's so, Betsy Johnson sales rack. It's Betsy it's all the Johnson. Stuff that nobody I love wanted. Betsy Johnson. Yeah, she's obsessed Betsy with Johnson. Betsy Johnson. Wait, what's your sign? I'm Taurus. Ooh, my ferocious. best friend from college is a Taurus. Wait, and we're not going to do this for every sign, but since, tell us like now that we're here, tell us about Taurus? yourself, and then I want to break down. I want to talk about like. Kind of what goes into like a horoscope, sun signs, yeah. etc. Um, Taurus is like the stubborn kind of, uh, we'll say um, the dictator sign. Kind of the uh, your can be can be a bit abrasive, uh, really stubborn, wants things their way, but also loyal and into like beauty, art. Stuff. Okay, man. So are you hard. stubborn? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to admit it, but I am. Yeah, you were like, I'm, I'm being stubborn right now. Well, it's really funny, all the, I guess not negative, but the not super great qualities that are like ascribed to various um, signs. It is kind of like, it's weird how people will be like, oh my God, that's so true about the positive ones. And then you're like, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, you're on the fence about all the negative ones. Definitely you're like, I'm well, maybe, like, not all the time. <laughs> Uh-huh. I think it can be both too. Like, I think I'm definitely the more negative sides, like when I'm hungry or when I'm like in traffic or, you know, I find myself being like, oh yeah, I'm kind of an asshole. Like in those moments oh where. God. Imagine you hungry in traffic. Oh, Oof. the worst. And then you have to pee. Has anyone else peed in a bottle on the 405? Just me? All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Tough time in Los Angeles. Um, so when we, when we talk about the horoscope, is that just like, usually the sun sign when people are going your horoscope so for horoscopes actually you should read your rising sign but since that is the only one that you have to have the birth time to get most people don't if you don't know your rising it's you know the it's the hardest one to figure out Mm -hmm. uh, because you have to get you know a birth certificate or birth information um uh, if you're born in the morning, like around sunrise, you'll have the same rising as your sun sign. So that could be, I guess, a cheat code. Um, but um, the right the way horoscopes are written, they use whole signs. So like, it's not going to be as prescriptive for everyone as they make it seem when they write them. Yeah. So there are certain people, like who I mentioned, Susan Miller, who does like the monthly forecasts that are much longer and she'll go into more of the mathematical stuff where you know she'll say if you're born on this day plus or minus four days like you're more likely to have this so this will be transiting here this aspect she's like very science and math minded so those kind of things can be a little bit more uh you could 
read them a little bit easier for your sun sign. Oh, that's awesome. Why for your chart? Because I had my astrological chart done once. I don't remember any of it. Why? <laughs> what, how, what is the place you were born? How does that affect your chart? Because it changes the time zone. So, yeah. like, it's going to change the time of birth depending on where you're born. Um, and then the – I don't exactly know how all the software works, but, like – the software that you're going to enter it into, it's going to take into account whether it was daylight savings time, like what, whatever, and convert it to, I think, like Greenwich Mean Time or something. Yeah, because it all depends on like, I, I, I assume. Like where like the world where was in the rotation at that exact moment that you came forth into the world. You can do astrocartography too, where it creates lines across the map of what where each planet would be if you had been born in Colorado, if you had been born in Hawaii, if you had been whatever. Oh, and it looks really cool. You can like, it's actually fun. And uh, you can find like, oh, this kind of Neptune place. This is like a place I've always dreamed about going and, and like connections in that way. Whoa. If someone was born at the same time as me on the same day, but years apart, would we have the same astrological chart? No, the years will change the outer planets mostly. So you ha- you might have a similar sun, you might have a similar moon, you might not. Um, the inner planets, Mercury, Venus, and I don't know about Mars, but for sure Mercury and Venus are so close to the sun that you won't see much fluctuation. They'll be near your sun sign. So like for you instance, for your Aries, like you won't have um, Mercury and Libra. It, it just isn't possible. Yeah. Like the sun doesn't wow. travel that far from Mercury. So is it possible for any two people to have the exact same astrological chart? So there are like a few uh, instances we find, I mean, twins obviously have very similar charts and, and sometimes we find that they feel very similar to each other. And sometimes we find that they don't, they embody different pieces of the natal chart differently. Um, And that can depend on a number of things. Um, also, there are things that people refer to as astro twins, um, where if they're born on the same day or they have, they, they'll have similar career trajectories, they'll have similar dates of marriage. These things can also be explained by age, you know, people yeah. tend to get married yeah. around, the, like, it's not like, oh, this is so mind-blowing, like, these people lead doppelganger lives on opposite sides of the yeah. world, but it is interesting to look at. Yeah, there, that it's stuff that could be explained as a coincidence, but also is a really interesting coincidence. God, this is so fascinating to me. What is, okay, so there's the rising sign, sun sign. I'm assuming there's like a million signs, but I always hear- Moon, rising, sun. What is a moon sign? It's where the moon was when you were born. So every planet, the natal chart is going to be like a snapshot of what was in the sky the second that you were born. Okay. So it's going to be where, where the moon was, where Mercury was. And since the moon moves the most frequently, like we talked about before, since it moves the quickest, that's the one that, you know, you might have like the opposite of your sun or you might have like, it might be right next to your sun. You might be born on a new moon or like a full, you know yeah. what I mean? It's. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, so that's what a new moon is when it's in alignment. When with- they're together. And then the full moon is when they're apart. I think it could be the other way around. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's that way. So it makes sense. Either way, it's one of those two things. On opposite sides of the world, you would be seeing the whole. Yeah, because the sun shines on the, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, fuck. There was one thing I wanted to ask before we get into. So, that. This is so wild. I want to talk about Hogwarts characters 
signs, but yeah, Harry. But what? Oh, this is just for my own knowledge. The app CoStar. Do you use it, and how do you feel about it? I do not use CoStar. I think that their um, notifications are clickbait, uh-huh. and I don't think that they're necessarily like astrology stuff when you go into the app is like wrong or anything like it's usually correct at least in my experience but I don't like the way that they'll like give you a notification that makes you feel anxious or I don't think astrology could be out of whack right now and you're like is it (laughs) is my career falling I don't yeah I don't think astrology should be used that way I think there's definitely a difference in saying hey, you might have an abrasive vibe today. Tread lightly around people you love rather than, are you in danger? Like that, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Luckily, we- I don't follow anything. Otherwise, I would fall for every drop of clickbait because yeah. that's what I do. If I read a headline, that's a fact. It's hell living with her, yeah. by the way. That she's just like, we're all gonna die! And I'm like, did you even read the article? It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I had COVID <laughs> last week. Because uh, she had an ingrown toenail. For like a thousand <laughs> I was like, I have COVID. I just read the headline. I didn't even COVID read the article. Too. I sent it to her. And At I was like... like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm like, um... <laughs> anyway. And then we read the rest of the article and it's like maybe like 1% of people who have COVID also oddly have a toe infection. Um, it's vascular. That's why. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. Anyways, let's get to the meaty fun part because okay. Harry Potter's birthday is July 31st, 1980. For those who don't know, right. he's turning 40 or is 40 depending on when we drop this, hopefully before. But um, can we, can we talk about that? Can we talk about what his sign and yeah, let's look. I looked up a few. Do we know what time of day he was born? No, I tried to. So there's a bunch of like astrology websites that have theory. I'm going to move because I don't know exactly what um, tab it's on. But um, astro.com is sorry that you had to do homework for this podcast. No, no, I love this. This You love this? Okay, cool. Thank you. Well, we were like messaging back and forth about it. I was getting so excited. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, and this and that. Oh. Yeah, it's like, so it's fun. I didn't do my own, like, cast my own chart for Harry, but a few astrologers have. Astro.com is one of the better resources as far as astrology stuff, in my opinion. So we'll start with their chart, and then we can we can look into other ones if we feel like it. Um, so this is the sun in Leo and the moon in Sagittarius. It's a very fiery chart. Also, uh for people who don't know, I guess J.K. Rowling just gave her birthday to Harry. Um, and is, her, is she also for? She's older though, right? Right. So this wouldn't be her natal chart, but she would have the same birthday. And she's a problematic person, and um, oh, we, she's a terrible person. We so heavy but, shit. But about her can we just constant. acknowledge, as horrible as she is, she wrote one of. She wrote a work of art. I stand by the fact that I think it put holes in her brain creating this. I agree. I also think that, um, I don't know, I've read her other books that she wrote under a pen name and they were not nearly as good or even good. You know, they're like... Really blew her load on Harry Potter. Yeah. So I think, you know, this is kind of it for her. Um, I think she'll be okay. She'll be okay. She can just live she will. in a town yeah. somewhere like a yeah. villain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's... Just shut yeah, the she, fuck up. 
true. Also, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even want to get started. Also, like, aren't you in, like, aren't you old enough that you don't get your period? What is? How can yeah, you not think that yeah. all women like? I just don't. Okay. Anyway, um, then she's Harry like, well, Potter, I'm not a woman uh, anymore. I'm just a giant cunt. I'm a retired <laughs> woman. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter's a Leo Sun, Sagittarius Moon, and then Cancer Mercury, Venus and Gemini. Uh, Mars and Aries. We don't need to get through all of the outer planets, but when we see like a Sagittarius moon, Sagittarius is a sign that's very, um, it's ruled by Jupiter. It's like luck, expansion, education, long distance travel, um, anything foreign affairs, foreign language, all that kind of stuff. And it's super Uh, expansive. Parcel tongue, parcel mouth. Yeah, yeah. Parcel mouth, tongue. And I think he, he also... It, the characters um, kind of this huge impact for such a small, like, you know, f- six years, what a seven years of his life, like what a huge impact on the entire world. So I think yeah. that's really interesting. Mercury and cancer. I mean, he's always like kind of craving that family relationship. Um Oh my God. Yeah. Cause his parents are. Yeah. And you know, I'm dead. like, I'm so in love with the fact that his godfather loves him so much. Sears black at the end of book four, like just being by his bed. Ugh. Wait, you finished book four. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we finished book four. So that's okay. where we're at is the end of Goblet of Fire. Is my, is my brain mush? Cedric? Yeah. yeah. No, devastating. Dev- awful. Did not also- see it coming at all. The character who plays him in the movie, I don't know if you've seen it yet, so I'm not going to say who it is, but the actor and I have very similar natal charts. Wait, let's talk about that a little bit, even though he's dead. Can okay. We, wait, tell us about your natal chart so we can know about this actor who shall not be named's natal chart. Is anyone listening? The no. actor... Wait, is the actor's not in number three? No. I don't think so. Um, he might have been very briefly, but they didn't. But the, okay. no, they took. They didn't really play that. That they didn't show that part. They of didn't the plot. show that storyline. No, they cut so. So, much. me and him and Lizzo all have very similar natal charts because we're all born like within a few days of each other. Uh-huh. I love this. Um, and I, it's Taurus Sun, Cancer Moon, Taurus Rising, and um. Yeah, I have a lot of Taurus. Taurus, Mercury, and Jupiter, uh, Mars and Aquarius, and Venus and Gemini. So you're you're wall-to-wall Taurus. I'm very Taurus in the twelfth house. So I'm a bit of a more waterier, a bit of a more, you know, I like drinking and doing drugs and you know, getting deep emotionally, crying, all that kind of stuff. Ah, ah I'm here for the tears. I'm here for the drugs. Hell yeah. Tears are my drug. <laughs> I am in a codependent relationship with my depression. It is strong. Uh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't want to hear that. That's not what I want to hear. I want to hear that you're feeling good. We'll talk about it later. Well, it's Nicole. Okay. <laughs> we'll power um, <laughs> I think uh, Mars and Aries and Chiron and Aries for Harry Potter, like, uh, we're seeing this, the need the drive for action yes. um, like sometimes flying off the handles you know and, and that moon in Sagittarius can be a little foot in mouth too I think you know sometimes he'll just spit it out oh um, for sure. we've definitely seen him get into trouble for for those things Venus is, yeah Venus is the love sign right 
Venus is a love sign. It's also art, beauty, anything that uh, an agent would want to make money off of, usually. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> That's so Venus funny. is the agent sign? And wait, <laughs> Venus, where's his Venus? Gemini, uh, as, as is mine. So, so is Venus mine. Is I, I remember that. Venus is, my Venus is a Gemini. What does a Venus being, a gem, being in Gemini mean? So oftentimes people will say this is like a polyamorous placement or someone who's very flirtatious, someone who has a lot of friends, like really, um, for me, I'm Taurus, so I still feel very committed and very like in my relationship, probably never going to open it up kind of thing. But it can be someone who is open to those more intellectual ideas of relationships and, and stimulated intellectually too. So I think we find, um, with Harry Potter's love life, I think we see. Let me think. I'm trying not to spoil anything. Spoiling. We already had the um the the ball, right? They had the ball. He yeah. I, the I know he ends up with Ginny. How do you know that? Well, I, I still know don't want to spoil anything for if I find regardless that of whoever he ends up with. I can't remember who spoiled it, but somebody spoiled that. Anyway, did they? Who knows? I think with Cho to his crush on her and stuff. I think. He sure, like, obviously thinks she's beautiful and stuff, but she's like a Ravenclaw, you know? He's like, oh, she's, like, smart and cool, and, like, he doesn't really just, like, um, I think Ron has a crush on, like, Madame Rose Murda or something, yeah, where it's, Ron like, just like a hot cartoon. bartender. Yeah, he's That's like, like a it's... different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where Harry maybe Harry is more of like an intellectual. Like I like your brain. Harry's for wit, and Ron is for tits. Is basically (laughs) amazing. (laughs) He still wants a family. No, wits and tits. It could be. Harry wants a family. I mean, yeah, he wants that dynamic. He wants like a love. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Harry's a lover and a fighter. (sighs) Truly, I love Harry. Oh, Harry. Yeah, Harry's great. Going Um, on about Harry. Anything else? What are we? Uh, I mean, the, I don't know. The the astrologer who made this, uh, it's astro.com. You can just search Harry Potter. And they, they, it's Karen Hoffman. And she mentions that, you know, his natal chart is kind of set up in the way of the hero's journey, which I think is really interesting. You know, if you look at his chart on the wheel, it actually looks an awful lot like a bow and arrow. Whoa. Which I think is kind of interesting, you know, because we, we are seeing this. Uh, and Sagittarius, too, is the archer. And I think it's interesting when we think about the representation of, like, pulling back a bow. I think we're seeing a lot of this. Like, he's growing, 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 growing. And then, you know, we're going to like, we're gonna watch. Yeah, It is like a hero's journey, which is... Wow, that's wow, so I, fascinating. Fascinating. Um, so this is just the way it had to be for him. This was inevitable. It was in the stars. It was in the stars. I think it's. I think it's interesting that like she chose to give the the characters birthdays and stuff because I think they're all quite relevant. Yeah, let's talk about a few others because you pulled. Yeah, right. I did. We do Hermione. Well, Hermione is one that I think a lot of people kind of assume wrong. Let me find and make sure I have the right one so that I don't. Like that they're like to say the wrong word. I don't suppose you have Sirius well, Black in there. Who's my deepest? I have them all. You I have them all. Oh, Sirius, I love you. You are so a much. goddess. Um. So 
let's see Hermione everyone yeah I think uh because she has the big hair and stuff people kind of ascribe her to Leo um she's a Virgo and Hmm. I think we can see some of the kind of compartmentalization the very studious we can see this but Virgos are also super creative and they're you know I think she is um I don't think she's just this I study, I study, and this is why I know because I study. I think she does try, like, um, the yellow birds. Like, we haven't seen anyone else with the yellow birds. She's, like, a bit, she has a bit of a creative side. Yeah, no, I, well, I think the way that she arrives at some of her conclusions that mm-hmm. end up helping, you know, Harry or whoever, I think it does take a creative brain to go, like, oh, we haven't, why don't we try it this way? Yeah. Or... Um, that's so interesting. Maybe that's why she's such a good witch. She can see things in a way. Creative brain. But I do think she's still Virgo. So she's still like going to do it the right way. Like she's not going to be, you know, she's not going to speak out of turn and all that stuff. She's very she like, by the books. which is, right, that like a, hand. is that like a Virgo thing to be like a rule follower? Yeah, somewhat. It's a, it's about a bit more of the day-to-day stuff, like the important stuff. Virgo people tend to know they know where the paper clips are in their house they might and they might it's stereotypically organized you know but they might be messy they still yeah. are organized they know where the paper clips are they know where things are in if their i home. had virgo in my chart because i'm an extremely organized person what planet would it be in if that if were indicate my do you know here can i say i can't speak I, yeah i know what you mean i think you everyone has every sign in their chart so um you know, you could have Virgo in the second house. That would mean that your your belongings are probably very organized. You could have Virgo in the seventh house. The seventh house would be a little bit more about, you know, the way you organize and balance your relationships. Um, probably in the second house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you could have, I mean, you could have many, you could have your moon in Virgo. That would mean maybe your... Uh, I know my moon isn't in Virgo. It's either Sagittarius or Aquarius. Well, there's no real way to know without knowing all your birth stuff. I mean... We, I just have to look. These are the things I that I remember. She's not a psychic. Are you? Are you a psychic? You could have a Virgo rising. That would mean you come off as very, uh, you know, you put together, very rising? organized. What's my... Let, hang on. I literally just read... Put it, put it in the... Thing. I re-downloaded uh, CoStar just to get that information because I already put it oh, Okay. What app do you recommend for people to do their own chart or, or website? Is there yeah. a good one? I use, I use astro.com. I think it's the easiest laid out and you can change h- however you want. Um, I also just downloaded something called sanctuary and I'm not sure who it's by, but uh, I actually really like the way it's laid out. I I've only used it once to be honest, but I, it was kind of like a text bubble that was like, do you want your horoscope? And then you like click. Oh, yes like or no. It was kind of nice. Yeah. I'm literally, as we talk, I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm on astro.com and trying to figure out where to go to do Well, it. we'll do it later. I mean, there's okay. no time. You can't, like, it's a whole thing. You can also it. send it to me in the chat, and I can pull it up on my screen, too, oh, if you oh, want. I'll send oh, it to you in the what? Because I always have my, my stuff open, you know? I, I got my astro open right now. Oh my Don't God. say my birth year out loud. I would never. Um, I would never. 1873. Um, um, for, for Hermione and Cho are both Virgos, so I think that makes sense. They're both, like, super smart, right? Cool chicks. Um, one of my favorite characters is a Cancer. 
And one of my least favorite characters is also Cancer. Wait, who um, and who? I want to know. I don't want to say the least favorite because it's book five. Oh, I already think I know who it is. You can say that. that it's not going to mean anything to me. No. Umbridge. I, okay. And. Um, it means nothing. And you will hate Dobby. Her. Dobby and oh, that's so interesting. Oh, yeah. you said they're cancers. Dobby. It's so funny because I hear cancer and I think of my grandma who was a cancer and, and actually was cancer. Was just like <laughs> she was fun, but she definitely was had like these crotchety old ladies and very old white lady ideals. She's racist and like She's yeah, she was like crotchety. So like it <laughs> makes sense to me. Anyway, yeah, I, I think that cancers can be a little prickly, especially when they're taken out of their comfort zones. Um, but also, you know, they are Dobby, you know, the sweetest, like most, most uh, innocent. Yeah. Yes. So I love, I love to see that. Um, so Dobby's one of your favorite characters? I love Dobby. Well, so I think. Sweet. I think it's hard to say who your favorite characters are until you've really gotten through the end of the book. Oh, because, yeah, because there's so much that changes and so much. Yeah, you go on so many journeys with these characters that it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know. I mean, I'm all, I am also love Sirius Black. I think Lupin has a major arc in the, in the like, through the rest of the book. And oh, I, I have a hot, hot, a hot toasty nut for Lupin and Sirius Black. They're, they're great. They're, they're great. great. They're awesome. I mean, Who are your top three favorite characters, Nicole? So um, far, thus far. Thus far. I would say Lupin and Sirius Black are neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else? We haven't even met one of my favorite characters, which I think she comes in the next book as well. Maybe who do I get it? Who would mm. I get excited for when they're when they're I mean I She's was a Ravenclaw. Of, I always kind of get excited when Dumbledore's around. <laughs> Um, just cause he's so great, just cozy and I just love him. And, um, yeah, I would say Lupin, Sirius Black, Dumbledore, Dumbledore, daddy issues. Yeah. All right. Um, mm-hmm. wait, do we know Dumbledore's sign? I'm sure I have it here. Um, I, I love Trelawney too. I think that Trelawney is like one of the most interesting characters it for sure. It would make sure. sense that you love her. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that she's such a freak like i love her she's so um, interesting i love her i just love this sort of at this point in the books this idea that like maybe she's not great at, she like has this ability to see but she's not like great at it or doesn't seem to have it under control um, oh i think I she's just, throwing a lot of shit at a wall she has a lot of problems like she's clearly got you know some i don't know if we know yet about her um, no so we don't I'm know much we've only much. The one thing we've seen, which was in book three, was where she sort of became entranced and was like, the Dark Lord is back in front of Harry. And he's like, wait, right. what happened? But so far, think, other than that, it's just her classic predicting death. And one of the things that I really like about her is that she kind of teaches the metaphysical in the way that like muggles use it. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know, we're trying to get to a meditative state and we're trying to like, uh, look into a crystal and see what we see there. And like, it's not necessarily magic in the way that the rest of the classes really are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really love that. Cause it's, it kind of feels like something that muggle people can be a part of, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, and I think Dumbledore also okay. a cancer. 
also a cancer. The loving part of cancers. That makes sense. That like, given what you said about Dobby. The end of the book too. I mean, the end of all of the books, I guess Uh, I should say. Oh yeah, it's great. I love uh, Dobby as well. Dobby, what a gem. I love Dobby's Dobby. Dobby's great. Is, Dobby is such a fun, lovey character. Let me ask you this. Do you have Snape's sign pulled up? Or can you find it? Because I can grab it. I'm curious what he is. I'm curious to find out if he's a Scorpio or not. Or what? Snape is a Capricorn, I believe. Let me double check, though. Capricorn? Yes. Known liars, according to a woman I met at Mrs. Field's Cookies who Ooh. said that I don't, she was just talking to us, this girl working there, this was in college. I was there with my friend, Anne, one of my college friends, whatever, who is a Capricorn. And this girl's like, oh my, she was going on and on about signs. She's like, and Capricorns, Capricorns are liars. I mean, if you want, if somebody's a liar, they're probably a Capricorn. And then she asked us our signs and I was like, Leo and my friend, Anne, who's a Capricorn was like, I'm an Aries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want you to think I'm a bad person. And I was like, well, there you go. She just proved her point though. Cause she I straight know. up lied. What are the things, because I also have friends who are Capricorns that are just like these delightful, amazing, creative people. What? Do you know the, do you know the signs of most of your friends? No, I just know of the friends whose birthdays I know, I think at some point, close friends, I've known their birthdays. Mm-hmm. At some point I put it together. Yeah. Like I don't go, you couldn't tell me a birthday unless it was like close to mine or like one I already know yeah. where I would immediately know the sign, yeah. but like they're December late December babies. Yeah. Um, what is are so, easy to remember because yeah, they're always like Christmas people. Christmas time. What is sort of the overarching theme of, uh, you know, obviously a generic Capricorn, the things that are said about them? So Capricorn is also Voldemort. And um, Capricorn is, it's one of my favorite signs, but I feel like the way I'm going to describe it, it's going to sound like boring, but it's, they, they follow things and they do things in order. Like they do yeah. the steps in the right order. They're not going to just like jump from thing to thing. They love certifications. They like for things to look really nice on the outside. This is like the daddy of the Zodiac where it's like, oh, wow. we're a family and we're not doing this at Denny's or whatever. It's like, they're, it's very like perceptions stoic, like put, put together on the outside, can crumble on the inside, but often doesn't because they're so concerned with the way things look that they, you know, get right with themselves. Um, but they're, they're hard workers. They're, um, eh, they're the goat, you know, so they're climbing those steps. They're getting to the top of the hill. They're, they're very, you want, you want a Capricorn on your team. They're very ambitious. They're like, yes, persistent. They, they interesting. Interesting. Solomon Giorgio is a great example of like a great Capricorn, you know? Oh, yeah, he's incredible. I dated the most, the least ambitious Capricorn ever. I mean, hmm. I, he was a musician and is like a door guy at a club. Can't believe you got the one Capricorn done. Yeah, I think a we can always, you know, he's probably inwardly very ambitious. and Rapper, yes, he is inwardly yeah. very ambitious. It just doesn't yeah. manifest itself. But sometimes when we focus so much on those things, we're not able to actually do the actions it takes to. Oh, very relatable, honestly. Ah, this is interesting. Um, I'm kind of having my mind blown a little bit so right now. So Snape and Voldemort are the same sign. What about, and Hermione right. is a Virgo. Well, we obviously need to know what Ron is. 
Ron is a Pisces. Well, I don't know anything about Pisces. What time of year is that? Like March? That is spring, March. Yeah. So that's right before Aries, right? In February. Yes. Um, Pisces is the last sign. So this is also, you know, um, not one you're really likely to shock. They're dreamer, dreamy, druggy, hippie, blah, 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 like cutie, sweetie, and also like martyr syndrome of being like, I'm so overwhelmed with my emotions. Like this is what I was talking about earlier, being having all this stuff in the 12th house where I can be very like, I can't possibly go on if you go to work today. Like I'm going to cry, you know? How do I live? Yes. Uh, I don't feel like that suits Ron. I don't know. He is kind of like, he does have... He has a bit of second place syndrome, I would say. Yes. Oh, oh, big time. Big time. But wait, is that... Was I consider that a bit of martyr energy of like, okay. I'm never yeah, going like, to What first. about me? Yeah, nobody pays attention to me. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. That fits for me. And I do think he's always the one that kind of wants to be in on getting in trouble or like having the fun or... He yeah. wants to be included in like the parties and stuff. So yeah. I see that as Pisces. Yeah. He just wants to be included. I think. Yeah. Really. He just wants to be part of something that is not his family. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. That he can stick out. In. Yeah. Um, Have some significance. And what about Malfoy? Malfoy is a Gemini. Ha ha. Ha ha. What does this mean? What does this mean? I actually find that um, revisiting... I don't know. Sorry. Like, listening... I listen to y'all's podcasts also, but I I listen and, like, I found myself revisiting Malfoy in a very interesting way where I think that he's not exactly how he's written, and I think that's very Gemini, where I, I think... I don't necessarily think that Malfoy is just a fucking asshole. I think yeah. that he's, like... Yeah, like, I tried to be friends with Harry Potter in book one, and, like, he fucking shut me down, and I'm, like, hurt, and I'm gonna... I'm acting out about how hurt I am. Like, Interesting. I... Interesting. A narcissistic wound. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah. if you think about it, we do see him in the first book go, you know, make sure you're hanging out with the right people. He sort of extends that, like, you probably want to be in my crew type of thing, which Harry shuts down, which... In the closing of book four, which we just mm-hmm. finished, he revisits on the train. Malfoy goes, I told you that you wouldn't want to be hanging out with the wrong people. But like, yeah, there is this sort of, you look at him when you look at it in that light and as, you know, and, you know, we'll see how this plays out as the book goes on uh, for you or anyone who hasn't read it, but that it's just sort of this deep down, maybe it's this person that just wanted to be liked and wanted you to be cool and is so hurt yeah. That it's... He wanted to be enough for someone because he's probably not enough for his father. Maybe. Um, I think that can be... I think also with Gemini, we find Malfoy, even though when he's attacking our protagonist, we don't really think it's funny, he is pretty funny. Like, he's making jokes about Harry, like... Oh, yeah. Kind of, like, he's being an asshole, but, like, if you were Crabber Goyle, you would be laughing, too. So it's kind of, like... I do think he has, like, some of that wit and Gemini humor. Yeah, that sort of... I mean, that's true. The funny class bully. Yeah. Absolutely. The guy who's And people probably like him at school, you know? He probably has a lot of friends. It seems like he's probably at least very popular among his house. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be pretty clear. And then... It's hard to tell. I guess most people are probably just the majority of your friend circle is within your house. So I'm going to make a quick prediction based on what we're talking about right now. 
Uh, I feel like at some point Malfoy is going to come over to the good side. Interesting. Interesting. That's interesting. Interesting prediction. Um, I think some, you know, some of these predictions that you make are, are, you're going to, you might, you might see them in ways that you didn't expect. Yeah. (laughs) This book four, I remember once we hit um, the, the, when the Triwizard Cup turned into a port key, once it hit that point and like end of the chapter, I was like, I, what in the fuck in the fuck is happening? Like any theories she had were like out the window. She's gone. like, what the gone. fuck? Like, I seem to remember you being mad that Harry couldn't be in the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> was I mad about that? Initially? Yeah. Initially. You oh, were yeah. like, Before he's we got young, to the And you're why like, why would well, we even watch this? Why yeah, yeah, yeah. What does this have to do with anything? I remember when he <laughs> was pulling the names uh, before he pulled Cedric, I was like, Harry! And then you were like, Cedric! And I was like, fuck. And then he's like, and then another one popped up. I was like, oh, yeah! <laughs> I don't know why, but how? Or, oh, I was so excited. Yeah, like, what's the fucking point? Harry needs to be the center of everything. Um, so, that much I know. No, I mean, you're gonna love book five. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. Order of the Phoenix. It's gonna be so It's fun. good. F- book five is a classic fave for a lot of people. That's so fun. My boyfriend, Andy, it's his least favorite book because of the aforementioned character who sucks. That's a cancer. It's my least favorite book because of, I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not going to say why, but it's my least favorite because there's a bit of a toot happening, I think, that I don't don't necessarily love. There also just is upcoming, I think, teenage. Am I going to have strong opinions about teenage angstiness? you have strong opinions about the air, Nicole. It's, yes, you're gonna love. It's still a great book. It's, it's not like book. it's just. It just happens to be it, it, great stuff. Happens. You're, I think there's some really really fun moments coming up for you. Yeah. Um, the, but is anything gonna blow my mind as much as the end of book four? Oh, oh it's yeah. Like non- you have mind so blowing. much. You have so much before you. You have uh, no the, idea. The end of book four. The last five chapters. In my entire life, I have never read a book that has blown my mind like that. That I just, every turn, I was like, didn't see that coming, didn't see that coming, didn't see that, didn't see that. Wow, I was way off. Who the fuck is that? How did that happen? And the fact that she pulled everything together, I was like, ah, she's a genius. Did you cry? I... Because I wasn't reading, I didn't cry. I'll probably cry in the movie. We do live readings, so it's always me reading to the... We have patrons who pay attention, and there were multiple times where I had to be like... Mm-hmm. She's like, wait, guys, should I should have the mom came out of the wand. I had to go... I had to got, I got toilet paper because I thought I was going to lose my shit. If they do that in the movie and put a fucking juicy score over it and, like, we get some fucking string instruments, oh. just slow string instruments when his mom comes out, but, like, with an uplifting undertone, oh, I'll be fucking crying like a little, little cunt. There have been a couple times where I have almost started crying knowing something that's coming in the future based on a character, like in this book specifically, the first time Moody shows them the unforgivable curses and he does Cruciatus and Neville's freaking out, but they don't oh. explain it. I was like, and Neville's clutching the disc. Like, I was like, oh yeah, she got emotional and over you're like, nothing. What is in my opinion, I was like, okay. Cause I was like, Neville. <laughs> By the way, once I, I found out about Neville's parents, Neville is now 
heartbreaking, right? He's now. I'll, I'll never say a bad word about him. She's been shitting on him. I know. Right. I know. And it's 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 so interesting. I mean, I think let's look at Neville's birthday too. Let's see. Oh, he's gotta be on. Neville. Um, he's got to be on here, right? He must be on there. I don't know why I don't see him. Um, maybe I'm not looking in the right spot, but. Scorpios, Molly Weasley, and Sirius Black. Oh, we know Neville's birthday. It's uh, Neville is a Leo as well. Oh, he's a Leo. Um, I love that. Yeah. Um, um, Molly is a yeah. Scorpio. Of course, that makes the so horniest. much. Sense. She has oh. so many kids. <laughs> they Wait. are. They're the horniest. That's funny as fuck. Wait, yeah, they're like what, what months for Scorpio? It's like uh, Halloween time yeah. and a little bit of November. Yeah. My mom is a Scorpio and she's not horny. Well, not for you. Not to you. <laughs> no, but like her, her and my dad were like never touching. You have no idea what she's doing at the hospital and doctor's they're office. In, have you seen they're in into like taboo, uh, darkness, death, other people's money, all that Gosh. kind of shit. Oh, they're into <laughs> other people's money? Oh, that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. My mom oh, yeah. literally never stops talking about how much money other people have. That's mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. funny. Molly Weasley and Sirius. That's, Sirius. that's interesting. Poor oh, horny Sirius. Oh, so Sirius is probably horny for me back. Yeah, probably. Of course. Oh. Sirius is the hottest. I mean, if anyone hottest. disagrees, you can It's funny because I tweeted... Me. I tweeted, is anyone else horny for Sirius? And so many people were like, oh my gosh, Gary Oldman's so hot. Gary Oldman's so hot. And I'm like, no, this is so beyond Gary Oldman. Like, like the character. The character. Like the way she wrote this character, like what he stands for, he's a, he's a fucking G. Uh, like he yeah. is such a G. It's amazing. What about Arthur Weasley? Arthur is an Aquarius, which kind of makes sense. They're the kooky wacky. They're the um, they're very- the sci- mad scientists, you know, which I think is very Arthur. It's oh, also yeah. Luna, He's like Arthur, mad totally. Muggle man. Mm-hmm. It's also Luna, Gilderoy, Lockhart. So these are our. Oh, what about Lupin? Freaky. Did we do Lupin? Lupin. Lupin. That makes sense. <gasps> you haven't met Luna what yet, but Lupin? it makes sense for her. We'll Lupin. have to do this again um, at the end and add in some characters. Lupin can get it too, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want someone to turn into a um, inside me. Lupin is a Pisces as well as Ron and uh, Miss Trelawney. Oh, Trelawney. So that's interesting. I think, yeah, Pisces, I could see it. I mean, Eh. the whole transformation aspect, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And what about, do you know the Weasley twins? They're April 1st, so they're Aries. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, April Fool's Day. Perfect for them. Hagrid is a Sagittarius, which I think is awesome. I mean, like, I picture him with a crossbow, which is like yeah. the emblem of... And he's also so big, you know? It's yeah. all about expansion, and it's like he's literally large, so that's yeah. kind of cool. Fucking Wait, Who else is there? Dudley's a Cancer. On to all of us. What about Vernon and Petunia? I wonder if they have theirs. I Maybe doubt we have so theirs. Little, probably. Nobody I mean, likes them. Gives a shit about them. Wait, we did Dobby. Um, I mean, as far as central characters, I feel like that. Yeah. Oh, what, what about we, Percy? Oh, Percy's oh. a Leo. What? Oh. What? Yeah. I could see August how Leo could become psychotically ambitious like he seems to be. But what a fucking. Oh, I can't stand. What about Bill? arrogant mm, oh bill. i feel like he's um, gotta be like they're sagittarius 
Okay. They're Sagittarius. Bill and Charlie are both Sagittarius. Both Sagittarius. Ooh. Bill can get it too. Wow. Yeah, I think it's interesting too because this this um, website I'm using has a lot of signs from uh, like Newt Scamander's universe, so I'm not necessarily familiar with all of them. That's yeah, the cool. new movies. That's the, that yeah, are that's the fantastic, fantastic beasts and all that stuff. Which we will be reading on Patreon only when we finish this series uh, and move on to something completely different. I fucking we don't know what will be after Harry Potter, and we've got a long time before that. But um, just doing that little plug for anyone who's listening and wants to join Patreon.com slash Two Building Nerds. Um, fuck, I can't Hagrid. think of any other characters that I'd want. Anyone? I mean. Madam. Oh, what about Cho? What about Cho? Oh, you already said she said Cho. Cho wow. Cho's a Virgo. A Virgo. Okay. A Virgo. A Virgo. What about Ginny? Um, Madam Pomfrey. Ginny's a, a Leo. A Leo. Oh, what, what about Leo? what about Florida? Yeah, the Weezies are fucking around Christmas a lot. It seems. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Well, e- Valentine's Day. That's what Sagittarius babies are. Valentine's Day babies, right? Right. Yeah. So that sounds about right for them. I mean, they're probably um, fucking all the time. Yeah, all the time. He's dropping loads on the daily. Yeah, I mean, they're clearly just constantly going for it, which Wait, I love for them, too. Wait, what did I just say? It's good. I can't remember. Fuck. Oh, I don't know who you said either. I um, completely... Oh, uh, Fleur de la Cour. I don't have her. Let's see if I can do a quick goog and find it. Yeah, she... I, I liked her character. I just love that she was, like, sweet to Harry. Um, what about Crumb? What did you think of Crumb? I think Crumb is a, like a dumb, but I think he's a good guy. Yeah, I think he's a good guy. He seems like he a- seems kind of dumb and athletic, but he has a good heart. I mean, yeah. he likes Hermione. I think he'll be on the right side of history. If yeah, if yeah, at the end of the story, he'll be uh, he'll be. You don't think he's going to end up being evil? No, you're saying no. Um, what it about? Look like Fleur has a birthday. She was born in 1977, though. Interesting. So she's older than Harry. We knew that. Yeah. Um, what did, do either of the Crouches appear anywhere for signs? Oh, I the Crouches. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Mad Eye Moody, but it's did you really did you were you shocked to find that um, Crouch's son was? Sh- I mean, beyond shocked. Beyond. Did shocked. you think that the loyal servant that? Um, Trelawney had mentioned was Wormtail. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that was Wormtail. It was yeah. Crouch's. No, it, it was, was Crouch's, Crouch's son. son. Oh, wow! Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Holy yeah. shit! That's fucking mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah, because Crouch's because he was always on Voldemort's side. Yeah, so it is his like most loyal servant, and he did. Mm-hmm. Lit- he's like back to life now because of him. Or back to whatever I guess it's life uh, resurrection. He's yeah in a body. Um, <sighs> holy shit! Yeah, that that's a, a that one reveal. Really get that you. reveal was beyond shocking because I I thought she was including that point about Feeling Crouch's it. son to demonize his character to kind of paint a picture of somebody who could potentially be an enemy. But I didn't think like Barty Crouch senior. Yeah. Barty Crouch senior. So I, at no point was like, Oh, this, this person's going to come into play. No. Yeah. I would, I would have felt the same way. I'm sure when I read it the first time, I probably did think something similar that like, she's just giving this whole picture of how shitty 
Barty Crouch Sr. really was or how badly he w- wanted to become yeah. Minister of Ma- Minister for Magic. Can we look up Cornelius Fudge? Yeah, let's look up Fudge. Barty Crouch Jr., it looks, is a cancer. That makes a lot of sense. Very cancer. Yes. I think um, for especially this kind of, I, we see him, I don't know, really wanting that, that whole family thing and really wanting the, but he wants his father to see yeah. everything he did, you know, that whole kind of like, I'll prove you. Yeah. And also can... just like desperately wanting probably Voldemort as yeah. well too. Except, right. Yeah. To be his kind of like second father, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Cornelius Fudge. Um, I don't know if we have a date. We have before 1964. That doesn't help anything. Um, oh, and only Minister Magic for six years. Who knew? Oh, wow. Um, let's see. I don't it doesn't say his birthday. Character. He's kind of annoying to me. No, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's supposed to be someone that anyone yeah. loves. But he just, yeah. He's just well, I think we all wish Dumbledore was Minister. You know, I think that's the kind of the, the vibe underlying... Thing. Yeah, can Dumbledore just be in charge of everything, please? Right, like, why is Dumbledore a principal? It, it is weird that he's, like, everyone regards him as the most powerful, you know, good wizard or whatever, you know? And yeah. he is, at the end of the day, he's a principal. Yeah. That it's just, like, mm-hmm. that's where we thought his work would be best suited, is just yeah. leading children, but... I guess the children are the future, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we find out why that is, you know. I wish that we had more info on, like, the centaurs and stuff because they're super magical, you know. They're super mystical. Um, But I don't know. I do kind of like their, their attitude of, like, I don't know. They, they, they all knowing and like very yeah. kind of, they kind but of hate humans, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. That they're like, you don't need to fill them in. Like they can just fucking deal with whatever's coming. Yeah. They're like your aunts, like, <laughs> you know, really quick. Like, not, no like, not to be the world's biggest narcissist, but did you happen to get my information? I did. I did pull it up. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and um, to your previous question, you have Saturn and Virgo. Saturn's all about like, restriction this is this is the sign that's about work and so that makes sense that you have it uh in virgo and you're very organized uh it's also in the ninth house so i would venture a guess that you have some educational pursuits maybe you're into documentaries or certain podcasts that are really educational or something like that i tend to like i I tend to like educational podcasts for sure you tend to that makes a lot of sense Wow. You also have Jupiter right on the, at zero degrees Virgo, uh, which is your fun. So I wonder if you're the kind of person who maybe wants to get your work done before you have some fun. That's a really nice way of saying not fun. Yeah, I just don't. I'm not fun. (laughs) I'm not fun. No. Fun-ish. What's my moon? Your moon is in Aquarius. And then my rising's a Sag? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And you have Neptune really close to the rising. So, you know, if you have an inkling to direct any kind of film, if anyone asks you to direct, oh, I would say that's great for you. I mean, I think you'll take to it naturally. I don't think it's your, you know, calling or anything, but you could easily 
uh, kind of see the forest instead of the trees. I agree. And what is my Venus is, is Gemini, I think it was. Your Venus is in Gemini, yes. That's in a love the, one? What does that mean for me? That's the one that I was saying flirtatious, intellectually stimulated, can be poly, can be open, has a okay, lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah, probably yeah, a lot of interests, a lot of romantic interests, and yeah. a lot of interests, too. Like, you might be able to do comedy, podcasting, direct, be in commercials, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you can flip Lots back and forth things. real okay. easily. Okay. That's impressive. Man. I don't know. I do mean, you have tattoos? I don't have any tattoos. No, I have a lot of stupid Interesting. Tattoos. Is that, does her chart sound like someone who would be covered in tattoos? Well, I don't want to say which placement because it might give away your age, but um, there is one that I think is kind of this physical manifestation of pain. You have it in the fifth house, which is performative. So I would say a tattoo would be an obvious kind of, uh, like the most obvious indicator of that pain that's like performative. Oh, well, if you live with her, you know that she performs her pain every day. Oh, yeah. going, oh my God, my head, my yeah, no, yeah. my oh, ingrown yeah. oh, nail. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm in pain. For she sure. She just lives in pain. There's a lot of pain. Man, I want to have a whole chart down at some point. I don't want to. Send me your birth info. Send it right, I now? Okay. right now? Okay. Yeah. You know you were born? I know what time I was born. Um, no sharing that. the year. <laughs> but seriously. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not share that it the year. It's not. If who can, why do I care? I hate Hollywood. Um, no, I think it's nice to leave a little mystery to your. Um, I forgot you were born. In you know. Yeah, that's right. I was born. Oh, in that's interesting. The homeland. <laughs> of that's other interesting. No, you're half of your people. I'm half of my. Yeah, I'm full of self hatred. I'm half, half German Jewish. and half Jewish, and it's an endless Real conflict. Cycle. What I I want to know because. Um, I have Jewish friends that in the reading of this book have very strong connections to certain things. Um, you know, what, what have you, have you explored your uh, heritage alongside the Harry Potter book or do, have you felt pretty separate from it? Um, I, I don't feel like I know enough about Jewish heritage to have be feel that connected since I didn't even know I was Jewish until I did 23 and me. I came from a sperm bank. So, oh, okay. That's um, cool. So I've just no idea who my father is just a Jew who came in a cup, but Nicole, you're like, I mean, I, are there any parallels basically? Um, well, I mean, I, I think the obvious things that people get upset about are, uh, the goblins. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, yeah, and that's then, an archetype um, that so many people right. have. We talked about it though, and we were talking about how, like, isn't it sort of, isn't the real anti Semitic thing to go, isn't it anti Semitic that the goblins are part of the money? Because it's like, well, are you saying that Jews are goblins by recognizing that? Like, what's your. Because I I've heard it, this somewhere, yeah, which is so interesting. There is kind of a snake eating its tail vibe to that. Yeah. Um, however, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not Jewish, so I don't really want to comment because it's not really my place. But I do also think that people in the um, Triwizard scene, I know that a lot of Jewish people definitely felt that uh, the treatment of the muggles in the 
when the, the Death Eaters come through. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. A thousand percent. Extremely, that felt extremely like connected those, with that. And they were all intense. It felt like a pogrom. Well, and all those, the, the pure blood, the, yeah. that shit. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. is very uh, reminiscent of like pogroms or like when the, when the Germans came into the ghettos and like, you know, took people out and put them on trains. Yeah, for sure. I think too, and I know like, a previous mentioned Solomon Giorgio also has a joke about, you know, uh, being called a muggle at Universal, and he's like, "I didn't come here for you to call me the N word." Like, <laughs> it's it's a very funny joke, but mm-hmm. like, I think we all kind of attribute our own uh, the ways that we're different. We find them represented in the book, regardless of what background we come. Yeah, from. no, you definitely see that sort of uh, any type of persecution that you yeah. faced or being made other you can definitely see that sort of paralleled think, with the the i mean mud blood we've talked about yeah. how like that's like the not a word the part say. where hermione is like called a mud blood and made to feel like she's uh an outsider that definitely you know when i was in school in i was one of five jewish kids so there were definitely you know on more than one occasion i've been asked uh do jews celebrate thanksgiving so I asked that as a joke on the podcast. <laughs> I know that you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Of course I would. <laughs> Why would I celebrate Spend a stupid money on a turkey? Holiday? No, wait, people have genuinely asked you that? Yeah, genuinely. I don't think you'll ever believe That's that I was kidding when I asked you that. I don't know. I was kidding. Were you? I've been to Jewish Thanksgivings. Is this going to be a fight? Jewish fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I called it Jewish Thanksgiving. It was... It was in March or April, but yeah, Passover. <laughs> so I pulled up Jessica Michelle's chart oh, as well. Let's do it. Oh no, my birthday! I think I your birthday. I, well, you have large intercepted houses, twelve and six. I wonder if you do you feel detached from your emotions sometimes, or is are they hard to name when they come? Oh yeah, I'm very emotional, but I do have a hard time. That's a, I mean, not to go too deep into the self work I'm doing, but that's the thing I actively work on because. I mean, some of it's probably rooted in trauma, but I can get hit with such emotional overwhelm that I can't explain like what, what I'm feeling for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that uh, a strategy for you could be to, um, well, it's six and 12. So these are the, the spiritual metaphysical and the day to day. So they're kind of their opposite. Right. Oh, wow. So if you have trouble, um, like say you have a really hard time making your bed in the morning. You can't seem to do these day-to-day things. It's, it's a really menial task that oh I just God. can't get to it. I feel <laughs> not any menial tasks <laughs> at all. Like she's so, so I drive everyone around me insane because I'm, I mean, it's comical. To me. it's, it's comical at this point. Like the things she forgets is crazy to me. One of the things that I think you can do, which I, it's, and it's not the advice I would give to people who did not have this set up. But take a break before you um, try to do your tasks. Do meditate or do something that kind of clears your head because it's getting conflated with this kind of spiritual, dreamy, 12th house stuff. So I think if, if we're accomplishing a little bit more of the spiritual stuff and feeling okay inside, we'll ah. be able to c- accomplish some of the more easy, like making the bed, that kind okay, of Okay, so if I take care of that stuff, so like if I'm prioritize the meditating and the spiritual shit, the other stuff will start to fall in line because this won't be overwhelming me. Right. You will be feeling good. So you'll be like, Oh, it's e- making the beds easy. Where I think for most people, the instinct is 
well, if I don't make my bed, I'm not going to be able to like pray or get into a spiritual space or whatever. I think yours is a bit of the opposite. Oh, wow. This is so interesting. Um, then I see uh, Mercury on the uh, IC, which is the, the nadir of your chart, the bottom. I wonder if there's some people in your family that have taught you that gossip is currency um hmm. or have we I have I mean I definitely have family members who like to gossip. It's like my mom's whole personality, but I don't think I ever I don't think I've like really grabbed onto that. But it yeah. makes, it makes sense that there are people who like in my family that are in that mindset. I, I would say that whatever in whatever way your mom has has shown you her joy of gossip maybe makes you curious or investigative instead of, um, you know, instead of like, Oh, the sharing aspect, you're like more of a researcher. Oh, I can see that. That's true. Where it's like, I don't need to spread rumors, but like I might get to the bottom of them myself. (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of fire. Um, not, not so much air that your moon is in Libra. So I think you're very balanced. You, you crave balance. You want, um, yes, she wants to be balance. diplomatic and, and, and people see that in you. Oh, that's, and, that's good. Uh, Midheaven and Capricorn. You, you also have, uh, Neptune near the Midheaven. So that's like Bob Dylan has that. That's like a very creative director, uh, musician, all that kind of stuff. Neptune can be film and television too, and that's that's near your kind of career stuff. Okay, more music. Should I transition so. into being a full time country artist? Is this what the start? <laughs> no, but it, you can you can do other creative things. Like I think we're all having a hard time as comedians right now figuring out what <laughs> comedy is, and and <laughs> you have the ability to do a lot of different stuff that can lead you into the career that you want and that can provide you, you know, if you make a decent amount of money doing writing or directing or doing something else that allows you to do more stand up. That's all we're trying to do is like keep, I mean, keep the cycle rolling. Wow. So you have that, but it is Capricorn. So it is about doing the work. Don't forget that you have, you, you're probably not going to be skipping steps. It's not. <laughs> and, and we all know that people that do, but like, I mean, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'll, Redownload my musician app and learn my banjolele. The stars of <laughs> every day. She's like, I need to work on my banjolele. I am unbearable. It's really cute until I start playing it, and then you're gonna be like, "This was cute when you talked about yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never play. Good in theory. No, it sounds awesome. Um, You'll play. Let's start a girl group, you guys. What is what is? I'm in. What is? How does a moon? How does your moon sign affect the sun sign? So like. I'm Aries, but my moon's Aquarius. What is the trend of what the moon does to the sun? So um, I'm not sure what the aspect would be from Aries to Aquarius. Um, It's only one sign over. So everything, they they all make angles, right? All the planets, this is what the chart is showing you. That's why it's all those like geometric lines that you see. Um, So sometimes it can be hard angles and sometimes it can be easy angles jessica michelle's um sun and moon are not making an angle to each other not one that is considered astrologically significant it doesn't mean that her sun and her moon don't interact it just means that you know there's no extra blessings and no extra curses there for you all right that's oh, fine um, it just is 
and and we all have difficult aspects and and we all have you know trines and, and not everyone but we all have good ones too so one of the things that in astrology like we kind of the way we study it and the way like the girls on our podcast talk about it we don't consider this kind of innate uh way that you cheat your way through life or that this is just who you are because of this this is and that's just how i am the, oh that's the yeah one. Well, I'm just, this is an opportunity. This is <laughs> yeah. opportunity. So here, you know, uh, Jessica Michelle, your Saturn, which it can be a really difficult planet, is trying to your sun. And trines are the, the easiest, best, like the most uh, obvious paths. Wow. So when, when things get hard, you know, for you in work or in public life or all those things that people see on the outside, like find your way life. back to you. This is your opportunity that, don't forget to show yourself, you know, you're, you have that, that Leo sun, that like glow from inside, like those things, they're opportunities. Not everyone can take advantage of that opportunity to show themselves. Sometimes we show ourselves and we show the worst of ourselves and that, you know, it happens. It happens to everyone, but you have the opportunity there to, to really kind of shine in those. And uh, that's a straight line. What is it? What did, what did you say? A trine is a, is a right angle. So they're triangles. Everything is, um, this is so fast. I didn't know there was so about the angles and stuff. I didn't know yeah. how like science and math really went into all this. We say it all the time on our podcast that like, if they had told us, if they had tried to teach me geometry in seventh grade this way, I would have been interested. Yeah. Yes. But instead it's like, now I'm learning 90 degrees, 180 degrees. Like, oh, I'm 32. Like, I don't need to be learning this anymore. Like, God damn it. What, what? Now I'm, what about my angles? <laughs> let me look. Let me go back. Let Holy go back shit. This, I've never, like, I remember seeing my chart and being like, oh, there's lots of shapes, blah, 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 whatever. But I didn't think the shapes were of any significance. And as you yeah. look for that, you don't have to go full on into our charts because we also, I think, I don't want to speak for both. I would love to do your podcast. But I wanted to ask <laughs> also if on either of our podcasts, there's something you didn't mention that jumped out that you were like, ugh. Does that ever happen? Are you like, oh, that's wrong. Oh, um, no, I mean, I think, you mean as far as like astrology stuff goes? Yeah, or you just don't see anything as bad. It's just like, well, I try not to really look at the negative because that's when I start to get like unhealthy with myself where I'm like, I am this and I can't, I'll never be able to, you know. My Saturn's like, in Mercury and I'll just <laughs> never overcome. And you're like, okay. Um, but I mean, sometimes some of those more blessed ones are the ones that end up being the curse. You know, I know, a, this is like someone I've talked about on our podcast, but I would never name their name, but I know a person that like has a lot of trines and you know, when things come easy to people, people don't like you, you know, oh, and, and so we, if that uh, you tell us who you, this is off air. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know, we, there are a lot of people that you see that you're like, wow, you have that real go-getter energy. I can't believe you just walk into a JFL audition and start talking, even though you weren't, you're not on it, you know? Yeah. That's interesting <laughs> that you would be like that, but you're like nobody so fucking likes that. No, no, uh, like, no everybody's but, like, fuck you for having that. Those people, they want to be liked. I know. They, uh, that, they it, want it desperately. Messages? I'll, no, we can talk about it after. We'll just do it. Okay. On person. No, no paper trails. But and I, also, like, not to shit on whoever. Like, they live your life. Like, go get your shit. I don't think being a go getter is bad. I don't think you know. But it's thirsty. Like, we can all be honest about that. Oh yeah, when someone's just so ambitious that they're like, I mean, we see you see people like this all the time in the scene where it's like, I can tell how my career is going based on a handful of people who, how they are treating me. They're like, yeah. oh, if they walk, if I walk in a room and they greet me, 
I must look like I'm doing well right yeah. now to people on the outside. Yeah. Or if they don't even make eye contact with me, I'm like, either I'm on not an upward swing right now, or there's someone more famous or more important in the room. More, no, more high status. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not famous at all. But like, you know what I mean? Like someone who they yeah. deem as more high status, important to glob onto. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think when we see people who have struggled, we relate our own struggle to them and that's how we connect with others. So when we see some of those things that are considered more challenging aspects, like, um, you know, if you have more challenging aspects to to your love planet and stuff, it's like, yeah, you've probably commiserated with a lot of friends who've, who've gone through breakups because you know what it's like to feel like that. Yeah. So I think, I think it, those things can be really character building too. For Nicole, um, you have you have quite a few trines, but you also have squares. So as to say, uh, you may have had some ease in life, but you are, you've also earned things that you've worked for. Not not everything has just been handed to you. Yeah. Um, the let's see which uh, Venus trying the moon. I think you can get very uh, very tied in emotional emotional and tied with your relationships whether they're romantic relationships or um or just friendships and and partnerships in that way um that's for nicole right yeah yes yeah and uh pluto trying your moon as well so i wonder if you maybe feel that it's easy for you to get over stuff like you, you maybe don't hold on to things as much as other people do, but it's like, oh, well, I was sad yesterday, but I'm not going to like let that bother me today. Um, I think, I think I see myself as someone who doesn't hold on to things, but in reality, I do hold on to things. I see myself as tougher than I am. And I'm really not, I will crumble under those things. Okay. Okay. Do you find that it takes work to get over stuff or, or is it like, uh, it depends on what it is. Sometimes I forget about things. Like sometimes I forget that I'm mad at someone. Um, but I do, there are certain things I do get over. Uh, it's like I forgive, but I don't forget. Okay. I can see that since your moon is Aquarius and since all three of these things are trying, they're all in air signs. Um, I would say if you are having a tough time getting over something or struggling, just talk about it. It doesn't have to be to the person or it could be to yourself or to a therapist or on stage or however, but that's definitely your way out of those kind of emotional cycles. Okay. Interesting. You uh, will be getting an outreach call very shortly. (laughs) Well, I'm here. I've got nothing to do. Um, (laughs) I also think because Pluto is close to your midheaven, you could change careers really easily. You're a person that you can probably sell yourself really easily um, Very if true. you ever need to. It doesn't mean you have to. That's yeah. just... that's a. Th- I think that's worth knowing for anyone Yeah. in the, condi- in the circumstances we're in. Wait, can yeah. you look at mine? Am I going to have difficult... Tr- just that part. You know what's really fun about this? I was like, am I never going to be able to transition? What's really fun about this, about doing this with Jessica Michelle? What are we all going to do? Is that I know Jessica Michelle so fucking well that it's fun to hear her chart and know if something's right or wrong. She thinks she knows me so well. She also planned a workout for my birthday. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think we, we all love to hear our friends getting read more than like, Oh, yeah, because it's like you're seeing Results. things failed, especially yeah. with astrology, because you're like, well, I never would have said that. 
Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, the chart said it, so now I can. <laughs> I would never not say it, but I just wouldn't say it, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah think- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have emphasized, like, when you were like, you know, you have trouble making your bed. I was like, oh! <laughs> I have, you literally we have. It. You were like, that's not all! <laughs> we have, um, you know, we get asked questions often, so we have figured out nice ways to say things. That's or try, so try to say that. Like how to reframe something into like, how is this a positive thing or a thing that, you know, you could take and make yourself feel better. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, even sometimes we, we have people complaining or not complaining, but asking advice questions about relationships and stuff. And it's like, I think, you know, you can't really tell someone like, oh, you should be in this relationship or you shouldn't, you know, I don't oh, yeah. think that's responsible. So you have to take things as, well, if you want to work through this relationship, this is a strategy. If you don't, this is how you get out. Yeah. That's interesting. It's yeah, kind yeah. of all you can do. Your, your Pluto's on the descendant. So I would say, wait, all downhill from no, here. this That's is you. Um, no, um, I, it means that I think when you are, Pluto is death and rebirth. It's kind of that, uh, when you're kicking up the garden to like replant, you know, yeah. kicking up all the dirt from the ground. Um, and, and the cycle, and I guess we could say like the Fox placement, Phoenix placement of your chart. Um, yours is on the descendant, which is more hidden. I think maybe when you're going through stuff, when you're having trials, tribulations, you're probably more private about it than, uh, other people realize. Also, you might save some of that stuff for the people you're closest to. So totally. The people you live with, partners, that kind of stuff. Interesting. I tell no one anything. It was um, interesting. I feel like you were doing a dance of how to say that positively. Just no, I mean, Pluto's just one where, you know, it, people associate it with death. So I was just trying not to say anything about death. I mean, <laughs> wait, so Pluto's still red, even if scientists are like, Pluto's not a planet. You guys are like, fuck you. We. It's still we up. actually um, read other stuff besides just the planets. So okay, there's makes- Lilith, there's other dwarf planets and stuff that we look at. Oh. Um, but Pluto actually, I think I just talked about this on a podcast, but they like the vote that Pluto that was done at that conference that demoted Pluto from being a planet was oh. actually super shady. <gasps> and they did it during a time in the conference when everyone had to be checking out of their hotel rooms. So oh, so no not even one could be there. there. Yeah, and people were finding out about it, like getting on a plane. How I'm like, so what? I didn't I know we had this boat today. Yeah. yeah, so it's actually pretty shady. What is going on on Pluto that they're just trying to ruin it? Pluto, it's like death and rebirth. I mean, amen. Yeah. Uh wow. All right. Well, that's interesting. I feel like. I feel like this is so much to, to take in, to process. So much to take in. Thank you for Now us- I'm going to look at every character in such a different way. Knowing it is interesting that you, you can kind of look at the characters and see. I mean, who knows if she knew what she was doing. If she just randomly is or not. Yeah. Or for all we know, every date, every birth date of a character is of someone she knows. You know yeah. what I mean? That she was just yeah. like, oh, well, this person reminds me of my ex. So they are now a Gemini or whatever. Um, and I think, too, with astrology, you know, as much as I'm interested in it and as much as I researched it and I 
we do readings and like all that kind of stuff. I still think that we can make anything fit. I think there's an obvious confirmation bias. I'm not a person that's For like, sure. it is pre-written, all of that kind of stuff. I, so I think it would be fun to look at any of the characters under any sign and say, yeah, I guess Ginny Weasley could be a Taurus or a Leo because she's very stuck to her guns and she's pretty. And those are two things about those two signs. So I agree completely. We are very pretty. Um, we are very pretty. You're not a Leo or an uh, <laughs> yeah. but I'm pretty. Aries are pretty. You so. are very pretty. Um, and that's all that matters, ladies. And that's what you should take away from this. <laughs> now, um, thank you for doing this, you guys. Thank you um, for having me. Check out uh, Lisa's podcast. What's your sign? Where can people find you and and anything else you want to plug? You can find me online at a s i l n o u x. I'm sorry for the username. I was an early adopter. <laughs> really quick i have to say i've never had an inclination to listen to anything about astrology or horoscopes but i have to say after this the fact that there's this like scientific mathematical element to it and that because i love math and science now i'm like okay i'm on board now that i can make it about how into math and science i am mm-hmm. i think I'm- there are definitely different astrologers for every kind of and that's one of the things i love about doing the podcast is we get to interview different astrologers and see everyone has their own shit like some people really fuck with the moon some people are like big saturn hoes like do you have a thing do you have a thing like are you into one Um, more than others or one planet right now well we we do like research episodes right now we're really into the houses and so that's kind of where i'm at but um i think Every astrologer, I mean, some people do like traditional Hellenistic, like old school stuff. Some people are super math and science focused. So if any of this stuff interests you, if you're really just into the intuitive, like kind of more tarot cardy, like I'm reading this as I see it, whatever, self-taught, there are people like that too. So there's a wide world of this. Uh, Tarot card doesn't do anything for me. Uh, Yeah, you you want the facts. Yeah, this to me, it just seems you were saying things there's a mathematical formula for what you're saying. And that I'm yeah. like, Oh, there's, if there's science behind it, I can get behind it. There's also like one of the, uh, this is like going on forever and ever, but the, one of the um, scientists from RCA like studied the aspects, what we were just talking about, the angles that planets make in the sky. Yeah. And like found that certain ones make satellites react certain ways where it's like, so like during certain angles, like your TV has been taught not to pro- broadcast or whatever it's like certain types of wavelengths i'm not a scientist by the way but what? there are things that are affecting we all know that the moons create the tides or there are things that are affecting us here on earth so like it's interesting to look into at the very least oh, oh absolutely fascinating um have you ever done mushrooms oh yeah does you see the grids in the sky have you ever done it under the sky do you see the grids no i've never i don't like doing it at night Oh, I only like doing it at night. You can literally, you have to do it at night, Lisa. You can like talk oh to the stars. God. It's amazing. Really? Yeah, oh. there's like, you can see a grid. It's there's unreal. No, that's, I was just going to be like, do you think that like the grid is actually, I, there's like a literal grid you can see around the earth of like stars and things being connected. Whoa. You gotta go to like Joshua Tree and get under the stars. I'm not kidding. I'm like obsessed with it. Ever since the first time I did mushrooms, I... I'm convinced I'm a star seed. I know what star I come from. And all because I had a conversation of mushrooms. Yeah. She, when I did mushrooms with her last year, she was literally talking to the stars. 
It's that's very, awesome. actually probably terrifying on her back just for smiling. people around me. I don't, I don't talk out loud. I'm not like, how are you doing? But it's like this, you have this weird knowing where it's like this internal connection. Yeah. I'm sure I looked like I was fucking, you know. Well, I think that's a bit of the spirituality kind of stuff that's going to help you make your bed, you know, when you're realizing how how interconnected things are and how big this could be for you. If I'm going to make my bed, I've got to do a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. Everyone, go follow Lisa. Go listen to this podcast. It's fucking incredible. And um, we'd love to have you back at the end to like wrap up thank some, some other characters who may or may not pop up. Uh, yeah. All right. Bye, everybody.